0: Field feel balance restored to the world because Carlos Condit is knocking people out with his elbows again. But you have a story that can only be told by you because you're the only one with this type of, I don't know, people just see you and hand you things. Could you please explain why your grip is about to get insane? uh okay uh oh, well saying, by the way. i'm good and <laughs> welcome to verbal we've tap because it's worlds so yeah. verbal tap fighting's easier from outside the mats whatever most people have only seen at this point uh, kevin put up a video of him watching worlds from hawaii which is where he is uh in case ah, it's a little confusing hello. and uh, they've only seen several beers that Kevin has been drinking in <laughs> said video Not the full extent that he has been drinking While I've been talking to him So yes, still, welcome to the show everybody uh, Still working on that Bud Light sponsorship If you noticed well, I was trying to stay consistent Kevin's the one person who's still insisting on that I'm up for anything, is that still their phrase? Hey, is that the slogan? Or is that town? It's not in Hawaii, i anythings- Is that next to Margaritaville? I don't know <laughs> uh, Anyway, yeah, so a uh, fun thing happened I went over to the uh, Gameness booth uh, while at Worlds, because I went to go visit for a couple days, and uh, I was trying out the Jits Rips. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's that really cool invention that you it puts two sleeves on like an elastic band, and it's a really cool piece of exercise equipment for jiu-jitsu artists who you know don't have good grips, or want to improve their grips. And uh, I happened to try it out because I've, I've seen it. I've seen it on Instagram. I've wanted to use it. And uh, I finally got the chance to, to go ahead and start trying it out. And I loved it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to leave. That's really cool. Thanks, everybody. Well, um, the owner of Jits Grips, um, I guess, must have heard about this because somebody runs after me and was like, Raph, I heard your grips are so terrible. You need this. <laughs> and i said well they yeah, they're just like Raph uh, trust us like you're going to you're going to want to try some experimental things here" <laughs> Get crazy like, i don't know if you know this but when you look around and you look outside all of the people who are amazing at jiu jitsu who are surrounding you and then you remind yourself, oh my god, I'm the worst person here, and I'm also jiu-jitsu fat again. For those of you who don't know, jujitsu fat is when a normal-sized person walks into a jiu-jitsu event and suddenly becomes obese. That jujitsu jiu-jitsu fat. More specifically, it's not just that you're jujitsu. How do you know you're fat? You might be wondering out in the world. Don't worry. Everyone will tell you. Well, I can tell you that if you are breathing heavy after just walking up the stairs to the pyramid, you might be jiu jitsu fat. Everyone will make it clear. That's not a bad, well, you know. Put some Jack Oxworthy in later, but. Yes, it's also weird when uh, you look to see what everybody's eating because you're looking around and you can tell all the people who are really true to training are still. Like not taking all the bad things. They may have some acai, but man, they're going to eat some protein bars and they're going to eat their shakes and they're fine. They're holding strong. And then you cut to me with my nachos and hot dog and going, is this good? Training like a champion, guys. (laughs) So anyway, I want to thank Eric Heath uh, from Jits Grips. It looks cool. Explain to me how it works because I don't know this at all, by the way. Okay, so the way the Jits Grips works is... Uh, again, it's on that elastic band, so you have two sleeves, if you would, and it simulates the idea, of, you know, if you're trying to grab grips. So you almost get to try, like, if you're lying down on the ground, you get the ability to try and do almost spider guard playing from there. And, uh, you know, you can okay. kind of extend your legs and, and, and try it out. Like, there's a whole bunch of things I've seen people do uh, with it that now I actually get the chance to try out, so... I guess in 30 days' time, we will find out. Because here's the thing. I did tell Eric this. You're going to do like a 30-day thing. You're going to do this. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it out. I'm going to see what's happening. I'm going to Jane Fonda my way to a decent grip (laughs) because I have shitty grips. Um, I did tell Eric one thing, and I don't know if this this poor man really knew how much I meant it. But I told him, I said, if I don't have good grips, I'm coming straight after you because I will blame you. (laughs) You're calling it Jits Grips. You know, it better... Maybe, like, Jits Grips plus Wrath. Like, something's gonna have to change. It better work, is the yes, point. absolutely. Well, was that the only thing you saw at Worlds, or was there some Jitsu, or were you just walking around checking out all the gear? I'm fine with either answer, by the way. Uh, there's a lot of stuff happening at Worlds. Uh, I have to talk about... Maybe the most pressing issue at Worlds, Kevin. Yeah. Have you been to a World's? I know you've been to Nogi, uh, was it Worlds or Pans? Pans. Amps. Sure. Pan Amps Nogi, okay. Nogi Pans. Okay. Um, do they have acai over there? I. Uh, they do, yeah. They do okay. have acai. When you get the acai over there, are you allowed to take it out of a certain section? Yes. Well. I don't remember being sequestered. Like, there wasn't a, okay. like, the Monopoly jail. That yes. wasn't a thing. There is Asai Jail, and this is maybe the most pressing issue. Not referees' Wait, decisions, not advantages. <laughs> this is the most pressing issue for the entire jiu-jitsu community, because it affects not only competitors, but spectators as well. So hey, therefore, I argue that's it's the biggest issue. Yeah. <laughs> and have you gotten much traction? Does everybody else agree, or are you a one-man movement at this point? I think it's both, because I think I spearheaded the let's really rally against the man, and by the man it turns out it's just one lady who (laughs) is a little elderly and she blocks people from leaving. And this is is the part that really pisses me off, is that you see people wearing medals who grab their acai from this little sequestered area where they don't allow you to go out and they have a little sign that says you must eat it in here. But granted, you can eat fucking every other food. You can have nachos, you can have uh, hot dogs with mustard because that doesn't stain anything. So fuck you guys. <laughs> and no, they're just like if you have this, you have to stay in this confined little area. Now I get it. I say he's probably a bitch to clean up, but it's no more a bitch than other th- the disgusting that's mustard put or nachos. Yeah. I don't think that cheese they use on nachos once it hardens could have kept the Titanic afloat. Like that shit will never leave. Yes, Asai must stay within the perimeter of these little gates. So they put little white gates all around in a little perimeter area, in you know, like much like a little food area, and they say, You cannot pass this area, you have to eat it in here. So acai is always delicious, and especially you know, this acai there is is very good. But you've never seen people so conflictedly angry and then at the same time happy. Because they're eating the acai, and they're like, "You can't leave," so they just sit yeah. there, just like really tense, and just trying to put the spoon up to their mouths and eat it real quick. Like, mm, <laughs> I will watch the video screen up there because I'm so mmm, it's so good. Oh, this yeah. So, good. so the that's old kids twenty two with acai. That's funny though. There's a little jail where you have to eat it. I'll tell you this much though. We heard word that maybe a certain small child or kid from Atos made it through with acai whoa and here's the thing so this lady is not only telling like world champions who I think if you get a medal you should be able to take acai wherever the fuck you want because come on Uh, uh, that should be the rule there aren't a ton of perks to being a jujitsu badass you know other than the cool geese that should be a perk like you should get carte blanche to carry acai wherever you want I will say I'm not going to say who I was standing next to um, but I definitely – there's somebody notable in the jiu-jitsu community who walks up and uh they were looking around. And they go, oh, man, I'm so happy to be coming here. I'm going to get my essay and go back to my seat. And I go, oh, you can't do that. And they go, what? And I point to the sign and they go, oh, man, it's a good thing I left when all the boring jiu-jitsu matches were happening. And I was like, you can't say <laughs> that, dude. Like people know who you are. And he's like, oh, uh, I mean – uh Uh, so then he gets his acai and they have the video monitor for the, one of the matches going on. He sees the like people, the whole crowd are just going nuts and he like rushes over and he's like, wait, what's happening? And I was like, dude, I thought you left during the boring matches. (laughs) It's only black belt Sunday. (laughs) what possible boring match could there be in, I the guess there's playing. boring match yeah as soon as you see them pull 5050 which is a great transition in though I do appreciate thus far of your coverage of the jiu-jitsu event um, number one the asai tell number me a two, bigger two. Issue. Uh, I can't I can't yeah. like I'm not gonna argue with your journalistic integrity you use Jane Fonda not Nellie Bly to talk about investigatory journalism but we're gonna slide right past it You then worked on your grip strength because Chris from GameNess and Eric saw you and were like, that guy needs these. They took pity upon me. I understand it. I would like – did you see some of the fights while you were there? You know, I didn't have time to. (laughs) (laughs) I was too busy eating acai. He's like, I did. I'm sorry. There was shit that had to be done and I didn't get to it. They never let me out of acai jail. I was just stuck there, permanent prisoner. Nobody bailed me out. (laughs) Were <laughs> you talking about the Hoffa Mendez fight? By the way, the the Instagram post you put up when it was about um, the confetti and shirts was it Hoffa? I'm not even sure. I saw a ton of yeah, people yeah. without a shirt on behind Hoffa Mendez, and I did not understand. I'm not sure if it was Hoffa. It might it might have been. It's all blurring together now. But yes. So at some point, I think is it was that a actually- new celebration the kids are doing, and this is just me getting older. Yes, but I I think they've been doing this for a while. They're just a little bit more organized about how they go about it now. (laughs) So what they do, social media, is they wait for whoever is going to win these Brazilians, and uh, then they're like, "Time to party!" And I I don't know if somebody like yells it out like a conch. That's like, but like all of a sudden, everybody takes off their fucking shirts because I guess why have they're all wearing the same branded shirts. And then they take them off because they're like, we're not jujitsu fat. Look how cut we are. <laughs> and then as they do it, the one, I mean, I've seen that much kind of celebration. Four, before. But the one uh, that jiu-jitsu. really, truly got me was they brought a confetti flag with them, like a little confetti gun. That's just like, Pff. first of all, if not to harken back, but harder to clean than acai, the confetti gun. Yes. Significant. Uh, well, I just – I mean in the post I had put up, I just said, guys, I missed the memo. I'm sorry I let everybody down. I did not take off my shirt. I didn't conceal my confetti gun next year. <laughs> well, and now we know. We have 365 days to A, get in really good shirtless shape because mm-hmm. that's obviously step one and to buy a very serious confetti gun. Yes, and I will say I, I will start preparing now like a champion. Well, yeah, I mean you've already you're going on a 30-day grip challenge. <laughs> so that's already that's probably and I went to jitsgrip.com, mm-hmm. jitsgrips.com and I don't want to get you too ahead of the buck, but the first guy on there is seriously ripped using this. So I can only presume if you use jitsgrips you're going to get ripped. Well, I should also preface it with this. Uh, the guy from Gameness, who was really doing a good job of walking me through the product, he was like, yeah, man, uh, you can totally do all those exercises that you were just trying out right now. And I was like, yeah, really? He goes, yeah, and then you can take it off, and you can even like take off the elastic band and do some pull-ups. And I was like, whoa, whoa, buddy. Hey. Whoa. Don't get crazy with the pull-up business. No. Let's Let's just stick with the grip thing here. Chico, chico we're not going anywhere chico I, I don't know i'm sorry i it's hawaii and i'm sunburned i right, went so swimming with sharks this tell us about hawaii tell us all about you went swimming with the sharks i went into one of those i did like a shark adventure and we went out on a boat and we got in one of those metal cages and there were a ton of sharks like 12 to 20 at different points I took one of those underwater cameras and tried to get some selfies and just pictures of the shark. Stay tuned for how those turned out. Oh, my God. But I'm – so that was this morning and I spent most of yesterday surfing, um, hitting up island jiu-jitsu tomorrow, which is awesome. But here's the part that I was enjoying today. So I got back. I ate some food, was just hanging out on my balcony where it was sunny, turned on world's unbelievable fights today some of them obviously not all of them <laughs> it turns out the 50 50 guard still very boring to watch when used improperly but sure i mean it could be used as a stalling mechanism i get well, it and it's used as a points mechanism right like the people that kept coming up and going two and two kind of yes yeah kind of yes <laughs> it's like i wish if i understood the full logistics i'd talk it out but it's always difficult that said, I do want to start talking fights. I turned it on just in time for Keenan to fight Spriggs. Yeah, that was essentially like the the first fight I really watched. Because your Keenan uh, Google alert must have gone off, and oh, you do not well, well, your I phone. The sync goes off. Yeah, it was like oh. The other best-looking guy that does jujitsu is on, and of course, I'm referring to myself as the other there. It was you, like are you trying to say the other blonde? Like you really cast that net very wide, and I'm not sure even <laughs> you can back that one up when we go to edit this thing. But yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, no, net's wide enough, probably. But really, uh, in you were there. So you yeah. can speak a little bit to the mood, but I would describe it, and I got to hear the announcers. Could you hear the announcers? Could you hear commentary? I don't know. No. It would They're be necessarily entertaining things. if they were to announce and be like, Hey everybody, look at this dipshit move. Oh man. <laughs> Keenan's trying awful. that worm guard again. Never gonna get it, Keens." So I didn't see him fight Spriggs yesterday, but I take, or I'm sorry. Yeah, I guess it would have been yesterday, but I presume he dominated him. This was a terribly boring fight that somehow he got points for the takedown. Can you explain to me a little bit what you see as the rules of the takedown? Because I think this is a major IBJJF problem. You can't pull guard. Like, you get penalized for pulling guard, essentially. Like, you obviously have to make contact. But we're talking about a fight that we're seven minutes in. Keenan is essentially pursuing Spriggs. Spriggs is kind of staying back, well, rightfully so. I get it. I wouldn't want to mess with Keenan's guard very much either. Uh, or those baby blues, you know what I mean? But the... Just... How is that a takedown? How is it a takedown when someone's trying to pull guard? You're actively disengaging. He keeps trying to undress Spriggs. Like, can you explain to me the logistics? Because you're usually good at least making the case. What I can tell you is um, the people around me, I think it has raised a little bit of an educated uh, viewer. That is the nice thing about watching it live, is that people who you don't know, uh, if you ask like rhetorical questions, will answer them. They'll just be like, oh, no, I don't know. Or, yeah, the, the, he totally got a sweep here, and here's how it did it. Um, the interesting thing about this particular case was everybody said the exact same series of words, where everybody reacted, but then before they fully committed to it, they said, Oh. Uh, and it's like, what'd you think? Did you think that was a takedown? I'd have to see the footage. It was uniform. <laughs> Every single person before they could commit to, oh, that was a takedown, or, oh, no, that wasn't a takedown. It was I need to see the footage. <laughs> and I thought that was a particular thing, because I was also saying the same, because... When people ask me, they go, what did you think? I go, well, my first reaction was, no, it was not a takedown, because it looked like Keenan was pulling guard at the same time Tim Spriggs was moving forward. Now, there's some in the community who would say that, oh, pulling guard, dumb, which I guess is interesting. But are it there? there are people that say that? There are people like, pulling guard? Yeah, because people would argue that you need to work on your wrestling, and that should be the ability to take down people. You shouldn't have to rely on the ability to to, to pull a guard in a high-profile match. So it's a very controversial thing. And I think I still am in the mindset of I didn't really see it as a takedown. What did you see it as? I saw it as the same thing they been doing for seven minutes was the only reason i was confused like why was it all of a sudden a takedown? for the last it's just been such a back and forth of who gets that grip first keenan has obviously been trying and the referee wasn't going to let them fight more than 30 seconds without interrupting it which is <laughs> always helpful well, it seemed like the referee sake. was like letting them do something and was just like keenan i just need to stop for just a second yeah, Keenan, could you just one second? Do you mind if I get an autograph while you're Damn just like sitting Tim. there? Tim, you totally need to pass to his left. I'm just saying, hey, okay, thanks everybody. Okay, bye. <laughs> I'm not here. I'm not here. <laughs> I'm not here. <laughs> I'm not, <here. laughs> <I'm> not, <laughs> not injecting. Afterwards, it's like <laughs> hey, um, touchies? Okay, touchies. Um, hey, Keenan, what's that over there? Hey, Tim. Have you ever thought about going inverted? <gasps> I know, I know. Crazy idea. Okay. I was just—I was what I was thinking, but I didn't know if you wanted. Okay. okay let's see. that let's, yeah, because yeah. Hold on. Let's get that guy back on. it again. You can uh, you can put it a good word, to Andrew, but I hope that the official word for when a referee stops the action by coming over and placing hands on them can actually be called touchies. 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 They should. That's why they should be mic'd. That's mm-hmm. case in point. Oh, I'm for sure going to chat with Andrew because the the resounding social media presence, which I hate citing, but most of the jiu-jitsu community that was watching seemed to be just not even angry about the refereeing, just confused. And I think that's worse. If they're angry, at least there's like an understood emotion. But mostly it was just like, why are they stopping this black belt match seconds before? Like, Why do they stop it on the yellow? What's that about? Like, is there a particular out-of-bounds thing or something? It'd be different if, you know, it's one of the earlier matches, the prelims, where they didn't have a ginormous amount of mat space, but every time it seems like, how did we get back here? How did we get back (laughs) to this? Like, how did they move all the way fucking to the edge of an already expanded mat? This is insane. And no other fights were going on. There was one other match. We're talking about a huge space. Let's get back to our roots and just let them fight it out for a second. You know, if you're getting towards a wall, I understand. I understand. No one was getting towards a wall. Drew me nuts. Oh, it's like, oh no. Hey, hey, touchies. Guys, I just. Ooh, you're so (laughs) really close to the yellow. (laughs) I hate yellow. I'm never going to be able to keep a straight face through that now when the referee puts his hands on their shoulders to stop them because that's what I'm going to be imagining. It's my gift to everybody. However, um, I'm currently uh, watching uh, Keenan again uh, and Tim Spriggs. And this is definitely the moment, eight minutes and 52 seconds into it, where (laughs) Tim Spriggs gets so undressed it looks like... (laughs) Keenan's already bought him dinner and taken him back home because (laughs) (laughs) the weirdest part is the look of exasperation on Keenan's face. Like, dude, come on. Get a gee that fits. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, we're we're getting close here. And you know what? I don't even care. I don't care if this is compelling radio or not. I'm actually going to cue you up to the exact moment I am watching so that we can get down to the bottom of this because – it's 9 minutes and 27 seconds into this video and we still have a tie score. So I think it happens right about here is what I can remember correctly. Is that true? Uh, it was definitely not at 9 minutes. It was before that. It was around the 8 minute mark. It was like 7:40 is well, when this he is, the, I think the it two includes minutes. the walking out if you would. So Oh yeah, then yeah, right. that's probably so I'm about. I'm sending that. this over to you. This is definitely after the mention of Keenan's not so pleased. So now... Because you and I are. talked about that. You and I were both like, "Kaden has a visible look on his face. Well, I, and the clock on here says there's three minutes left, okay? So yeah, in the background you can left. see yeah. uh, Lloyd Irving having a conniption fit. Going uh, insane because he's like, well, that ought to do it. <laughs> Nobody gives uh, points for coaching, but uh, I guess the more you yell, the more points you get. <laughs> <laughs> i've heard that's the case i think that's yeah. how it works this is thoroughly <laughs> angering to me like i guess my problem is that doesn't look <laughs> their part that like as you clicked it is like him ripping his jacket off too oh, which yeah. does kind of look like they're on their way rounding first base and you just know what at- there is the two points the alleged it's- two points So hard to see. It looks like they do the exact same thing. I mean, I guess I'll give Tim Spriggs a little bit of credit. This is the one time he wasn't backing up in the fight. Does that mean you get two points? I don't. I'm going to watch it again. I'm waiting to see those two points happen because nope. No. Yeah, it's literally right at the 930 mark. They grab at the same exact time. Yep and it's let's say right now I'm looking there's 316 left on the clock. So if you're watching a different video that's kind of where we're coming in on this. Uh there's there's a- no control. There is no like he, they grab each other at the same time. The only thing that happens is that Keenan snaps down to his knees. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing. But that does not mean two points. Is it that I he's guess maybe it- coming up on the side. But he still never gets an established base over there. I don't know. No, I don't think so. But you know what? Andy, if, <laughs> if you look at our, our footage right now, Kev, at about the 956 marker here, you definitely take a moment where you see Keenan look at the scoreboard to be like, motherfucker. And it's right after the rep does a very introspective stopsies. They're not even past the yellow. Touchies. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're not even past the yellow. They're on the corner and he stops it. Keenan like looks like he's about to do something amazing he's like, Ooh, ooh, touchies. Hey, hey, Tim. It's looking pretty bad there, buddy. You need to Yeah, get that together. Okay, touchies, you're back in. We <laughs> touchies. touchies start. Just, no, really awful. And frankly, that it's gonna be one of those things. That ref, who uh, kind of looks like a slightly taller Vern Troyer is gonna yeah. for sure have some questions to answer. But I would like to talk about a fight that was amazing. okay because uh, this fight wasn't. And as much as I love Keenan, Is strategy of the, like, he kept pulling the fucking gi off. Like, I get that you're trying to do this, but you're going to see this more and more. Guys are not going to be crazy to tuck their gi in with the warm guard, as crazy as it is. So, Nicolini versus Dern. That was the match. Mackenzie Dern getting shot up with some sort of, like, horse caffeinated injection? Or is that just hard work? Because that terrifies me. She was unstoppable. Like, even Nicolini had that look on her face like, could you just take a second? This is the gentle art. If I could maybe breathe and reassess, maybe we can talk. And it was like, because he's just like, under no circumstances. I don't care about the sweeps. I'm for sure going to keep attacking you. And did. She submitted her. Amazing. The storied matches between these two have always been entertaining. Uh, to see this live was was nerve-wracking. It was... I mean, I like both competitors. So, uh, Mackenzie Dern, obviously, coming off a huge uh, a huge set of wins at the World Pro. You know, I mean, beating Gabby Garcia was a huge thing that she's wanted to do. And her and Nicolini have fought each other, and they're very familiar with each other's games. So, I'm excited to see them fight at any time. But when she came right out of the gate, and she was like... Oh, it's fucking on. I fucking want this. I I got a little nervous, got a little scared. And as you were mentioning with Nicolini, Nicolini was just kind of like, come on, come on. Like, this one's supposed to be the chill one, right? Every other one, we take one and we just like... Yeah. (laughs) Chill. (laughs) No big deal. And uh, Mackenzie Dern had no time for that. And uh, let me see, did she finish her with a... uh, the yeah, under, bow and arrow the cross under? from behind. Okay. It wasn't quite a bow and arrow. She just had the cross joke. It was yeah. It was like a little hard cross, from crossbar point to see exactly. was uh, beautiful. Yes, but it was immaculate, and I wasn't a hundred percent sure she was going to finish uh, just when she was setting the move up. But maybe about two seconds after that, I go no, no, she's seeing the matrix right now. I think she's going to get this. Yeah, see, I just because it's Nicolini, so I presumed, I didn't, you know, whenever it's Nicolini, I just presume she won't get submitted, because it's really hard to submit Nicolini, who also, by the way, like, despite Mackenzie Dern looking like a train, that's what she looked like, the jiu-jitsu version of a train, they, I mean, did you see, like, the way they even started back and ran at each other, Mm -hmm. it was like that scene in 300, it was amazing. Uh, great match, like, unbelievable, and frankly... It's kind of fun, too, because obviously Nicolini's been focusing on MMA, so it's not all that surprising. But she's still fighting, you know, rocking the Czech mat flag. Uh, great fight. And those two, like, they're going to be doing this for a while, but this feels, again, like you said it, the year of Mackenzie Dern. And uh, I'm, I'm all in. Man, is she fun to watch. Like, she's so fun to watch. That was clearly my favorite match, but if I had to pick a second one, and sorry, guys, I know you in jiu-jitsu, you hate Keenan Cornelius. It would have to be Leandro Lowe versus Keenan Cornelius yesterday that happened in the open weight category. It was uh, pretty good. Are you – Kevin, love, in the background, you can definitely can you hear me, at <laughs> you can me. <laughs> So I'll go ahead and just send you the link, Kevin, so you can watch it with me. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. This done. is great radio. Are you kidding? This is fantastic. Oh, I'm found. Yeah, look at that. Like, it's always YouTube. And first of all, compliments IBJJF, by the way. I've talked shit in the past about their stream. Great stream. Great. Easy to use. Clear. HD. Good use of replay. Um, you know, the commentary lacks our comedic and introspective genius, but it was good. It was very Did good. We- I don't know. Like one of these days, I think maybe in the future, it's too late to do this now. But I think for the Tim Spriggs and Keenan matchup, we should go back and count the amount of touchies, the <laughs> ref, <reputed. laughs> and just like ding, like there should be a little <laughs> video. Yeah, touchies. One day, if I ever get the uh, uh, the time and or uh, interest, I think I could probably do a voiceover of touchies. Hey guys, I just want to say. I'm a really big fan of both, okay? Oh, I just... Guys, I saved 15% uh, switching to Geico, and I just wanted to let you know. Okay, touchy's over. Also, hey, just so you guys know, Lunchables are bad for you, so you should not be here. All right, that's all. So, all in all, and this is what the commentary kept saying, and I, I'm curious what your your take is, because um, as I talk about it, Hoffa Mendez. Just really great match against Cobrina. Does you know took his back and it's really difficult to you know, Hoffa Mendes is really good. Mm-hmm. Um and a great great submission escape from Cobrina at the end and he's obviously getting playful. Um he and he and Hoffa were just chatting at the end, which was yep. funny. <laughs> so, so you can tell and you know Hoffa's not wired like that. Papa does not have that switch. It's like, no, I'm going to try and murder you until this is done. Just as I'm going to. So as they move past it, you can kind of like see it. Great match. Uh, Zhao meow. He's really good, ref. He should keep doing jujitsu, I think. Yes. Uh, I didn't know that I was going to die uh, when there is a controversial meow decision. But I felt just short of it, because the whole audience stood up. And I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but when Brazilians get excited, they start to stomp the ground a lot. And, and stomp, the like they like do that like aggressive stomp-jump. Yes, and here in California, especially when San Andreas is just coming out, people you know are a little on edge. They're like, uh-oh, is The Rock going to come in a helicopter and save me? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he did I take it? He did not arrive? Well, no, in fact, uh, afterwards, they announced that uh, I believe... <laughs> every time I say Bruno Malfocene, I think I'm quoting somebody in a Harry Potter book. So, it just yeah. sounds like a very weird I have to uh, Harry Potter name. Whenever I see the last name, I'm just like, oh, Malif- Melissa. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it's worth it just to hear you try and say that. Um fine. <laughs> <"Pullip-sit-spider." laughs> like, still not it, Kevin. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> You can't wait until he gets his horns back. Ooh, he's gonna be so untouchable. Uh, no, no, no. I just it was a very controversial decision because. Uh, do you did you see that match? Um, I did not. Oh, that was the one that they were saying was the controversy. I saw Todd Schaefer right in his post something about it. <laughs> I enjoy when Kevin just says the exact same words back to me. Yes, the controversy. <laughs> was that there was apparently phantom points I'm sorry, phantom advantage points that just got mysteriously waived.
1: This they isn't decided, like touchies, this is a different thing. They were just this, like
0: no more points. A little t- different touchies. I think it's what happens when you forget to do the right touchies and then you're just like oh Phantom <laughs> Yeah, okay. Touchies and Phantoms together. Sorry about that. Yeah. We're so, geniuses yeah. By the way. they should absolutely. call it this. I don't know Okay. Anyway, so it was um it was a very very uh, sensitive time in the pyramid uh, down in Long Beach, and I was I was nervous if I was going to get out of there alive. I wasn't so sure. So what is the pyramid? What's that location? What's the? It's the, uh, it's the it looks Walter like Dick, something. I think it's Walter J. Let's just call it a Walter Pyramid. Uh, it looks like what. Walter. Yes, it does look like Luxor. Very good, Kevin. Uh, it's blue. It's giant. There's lots of sporting <laughs> It also around. looks like the Pyramids of Giza. <laughs> like, yeah, Kevin, it looks like every other pyramid that has ever existed. Exactly. Apologies. Yes, it's yeah, okay. Just me a second. There. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Kevin could have just stopped it. It looked like a pyramid. I would have been like, oh, okay. yeah, that's true. It does. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, yeah, the whole place just, they started getting really bowdy, and then they started booing. And when people start booing and they're just standing up and they don't have a t-shirt gun and they're not raising their t-shirts around, uh, you get a little worried about if you're going to see it tomorrow. Yeah. And by the way, this is an amazing fight. I have Leandro Lowe versus Keenan Cornelius in the background. I don't know how they're doing what they're doing, but it is an amazing fight. There's a lot of inversions. My neck doesn't do that quite the way theirs does. I wonder no. if that's because of how much they train. No, it's probably just natural talent. I'm sure they're just born with it. I would also like to throw a huge. And this, like, I was impressed by. I'm going to need you to say his name for me. Uh, Faria, the um, double gold winning the absolute and uh, obviously super heavy. Bernardo Faria? Yeah, that was pretty close. I close. That was way better than what you did off air, so. Oh. Yeah, that's why we that's why we practice. Mm-hmm. He's phenomenal because his opponent and I need to look up his opponent's name again. Um, his opponent was outstanding against Yuri Simos. Uh, that was such a great fight too. Um, that sucks. I should know his name versus Yuri Samos. It was a lot of names. You know, I'm in Hawaii. Yes. Screw it. Mm-hmm. People are like, yeah. okay. Great fight there, and for he's like right now. I'm not sure there's anyone better. He kind of has that Hodolfo Buchecha status. That was. I don't know if we're ready to bring up Buchecha right now. Oh, it is early. I mean, maybe he just got bored. Is that possible? And he He was like, "I'm injury." He was like, "Oh, I've been winning this too easy." "Uh, No Buchecha down. Well, Keenan supposedly was a little sick. Buchecha, you know, having the issues. Alexander Trans can't compete in the last two fights, which was a huge bummer.
1: They announced and Felipe the- Pena
0: was like, oops, sorry, guys. I'm Yeah. Gulp, gulp, gulp. I don't know what I'm doing. Wait, it's cream. It's just, I don't know. It's not steroids. It's just cream. <laughs> you can't prove it's anything else. Exactly. So it was, uh, you know, it was obviously some good stuff, but... Can I tell you a quick story about Buchesha? Always. Okay. So, uh, here's what I'll tell you. You are familiar with our good friend Alex Perez, yes? Yes. Okay. So, uh, we'll talk about this a little bit later in the podcast, but uh, Alex and I, before going to Worlds yesterday, we went to a Gary Tonin seminar. Gary's really... um, He's the one that thrives in the gi, likes the fifty fifties a points player. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I was actually really, I was embarrassed because I didn't bring my gi to a Gary Tonin seminar, and I was like, oops, sorry. Um, anyway, uh, so we were driving <laughs> That's from- embarrassing, right? Like, you yeah. arrive and everyone's in their pristine white gi, is just like, Raph, why are you being an asshole? I was like, I thought Gary doesn't... But he- This is Gary the Lemur Tonin. He's only about the gi game, you know that He's a grip fighter, yeah Let's find one person who doesn't have a fight name and give them the lemur I'm sure in Portuguese <laughs> it's actually a really cool name So, uh, yes, let's, let's do that So anyway, we're driving now And right as we're about to leave, I look on my phone And this is you, and this is... Uh, is it you? No, it wasn't you, it was our good friend Albert Albert Morales. I was how it uh, needed to be about my heels after from, that. And you were, like, pretty nervous. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not going to lie. When Kevin does send you a note and is like, how, you know, on a scale well, of that. good, to good bad, like, that's a Yeah, on a scale of, like, really hurts to, like, oh, my God, you've just broken it. Where is my knee and my heel <sighs> going to fall when we roll again, I was like on the very bad side. Gary really hooked it up on this time. That's so awesome. as we're leaving, our good friend Albert Morales from Bellator, he sends me a note that just says, uh, Buchecha just lost. And I was like, no, how? And then he tells me in the worst way possible, he's injured. And I go, no. And I look at Alex and you know Alex reveres Buchecha, has done seminars. Where he's been like, Buchecha's the best. His, oh, man, he does great seminars. He's a great fighter. He's the best. And I have to break it to him. And I go, I have very bad news for you. And the look in his face was like, is it a family member? What's the matter, Raph? And I go, <laughs> uh, Bucecha is down. And he just goes, <gasps> and I've never seen Alex hit the gas pedal on his car faster as we are driving down. And I tell him, I'm like, why are we going faster? It's not like you can be bedside to Buchecha. <laughs> like, it's, what are you going to do? And he's just like, Raph, you don't know that. You don't know what I can do. That. Maybe he just needs a little calf rub. You don't know. <laughs> well, that's the funny. one thing I did tell him, and this is uh, this is part Kelly's genius too, but uh, the one thing I did tell him is I was like, what do you think you're going to do? Go get acai for him or something? And later on, Kelly quipped, well, it's not like they could take it out of the waiting area. So Yeah. That's, he's going to have to get Buchecha into the tiny little jail the acai jail (laughs) nachos he can take those anywhere he can take those all the way to the back if he so chooses yeah so it was a it was an interesting time we got down to buchecha we found out he was injured although he still finished the match so you have to give him credit he actually uh and i thought like oh man maybe somebody injured him maybe it was a submission no buchecha he did it to himself he just lost his balance it happens to the best of us and the worst of us if we're just referring his injuries and the ones I've endured. Are you putting yourself in the same category as Buchecha's I'd say Occasionally, yeah, Raph. Like, you know, it happens. We're rolling. We're intense. We're at the peak of our, our games. Mm-hmm. And even, even it happens to me, of course it could happen to him. Tell me more about how your game is similar to Buchecha's. I don't like, think I thirty seconds. <laughs> but you know, that that smashing power where we're huge guys but we have like a small guys game. Um, one of us is a world champ, the other uh, did pretty good at US grappling as a blue belt. So like the comparisons run pretty deep. I feel like, you know, a lot of people have those great moments where they say, oh, man, I like to base my game on this person, or I like to base my game on this person. This is a recurring thing for me. I don't think I have somebody who I can base my game off of, so I often complain about it. I'm like, eh, I don't really see people. I just am picking another person that's uh, shorter with a huge head. Now, the thing about it is, and we'll talk about that a little later as well, but... um, the thing about it that's really interesting is somebody mentioned, they're like, Raph, why don't you try to model your game on Bouchesha? And I was like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. 'Cause Okay. Yeah. Because he's a giant? Yeah, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Can we start maybe somewhere uh, somewhere lower on the spectrum? Because, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, well I'm going to get after G. Mendez. That's what I'm going to get in. Don't worry, guys. I'm going to be fine. That's fine. Yeah, no, no, but you're right. I'm I'm completely wrong. Nobody at all liked me. Oh, wait, no, it's Buchecha. He's exactly the way I, I roll. Yep, thanks, guys. He's 6'5", 240. I'll just, yeah, that's, uh... It likes to invert. I'll just get some stilts and really go to town on uh, being even more jujitsu fat in the acai because what else am I going to do? I'm just going to sit in jail and just fucking eat my emotions out. Uh, anyway... Um, so yes, that was uh, that was a very sad moment. We we hope Buchesha comes back stronger, but it did take him out of his own weight categories, which was even a bigger bummer today. It just felt like there were missing pieces, like not seeing him hey, man. there. <laughs> Like, we're, they're both not there. It's tough. Same thing. And he was even saying, he's like, it's not the same with the Adolfo. So it could go to your theory that he was just like, hmm, Buchecha board. Oh, neat. <laughs> board. They have a Romeo and Juliet type pact. It's like, yeah. well, if we can't beat each other in the finals, it will be neither of us. <laughs> it's a blood oath, really. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, if really? I could have remembered the names of the families, I would have done that. <laughs> The other kind just, of weird, weird thing, and I, I really don't know if you felt the same way, but uh, getting to watch JT Torres roll live is is really nerve-wracking. And I was watching between him and Vitor, uh, Victor Estima on a different mat, and I like both of them so much, but I'm, I'm, like, so torn. And there's only two mats going on today, so you get acclimated from, like, 12, 10 mats going on at once. But when you have two people who you're like, oh, I hope they do well. Oh, I hope he does well. Was that sweet? I don't know. Did they pass? I don't know. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so not having JT advance. I mean, it was a bummer. JT's still a fucking warrior. So uh, just really cool stuff to see. But yeah, it was it was a little bit different <laughs> of a world. It just reminds you of the unpredictability of when you're watching it all. Yeah, it's tough for people like JT who, you know, just aren't that attractive. So really all he has going for him is jujitsu. So, you know, not you just lie, always... Love, there was a know, photo know. of him. He apparently got named one of the top uh, competitors within the past 2014-2015 season. And I swear to God, before I could even see what the actual certificate was, I just thought it was, uh, I got the certificate, guys, for just being good-looking. So. <laughs> it just says, best-looking jiu-jitsu practitioner. And it's just no, him yeah. smiling <laughs> as he normally is, just being like, hey, I'm JT Torres, I live the life, yeah. what swag. <laughs> he had that look on his face when he was, uh, I, I saw him at the podium, uh, and he just had that look in his face, like I do not want to be in third. And it's like, yeah, that looks like that looks like the face of someone that's going to be pissed off in 2016 when they come back. We had a lot of friends fighting this weekend. Christian Woodmansee, Quartered, Jen Perez was fighting. T Money was out there. Good old Travcons. Yep, and uh, you know there was in that same way of having friends out there competing we had some friends get some questionable calls and this goes back to what Kevin was saying earlier about, it just feels a little weird, didn't it? Didn't it feel a little, a little awkward? Everybody okay. was just kind of looking at it, like, what the fuck is, everybody was just confused by a lot of the decisions, which is bad because that has a consistency issue. Did you, okay, so Kevin was the one and, and I credited our good friend Albert for telling me about Bouchesha but Kevin was doing a good job and let me know something happened uh, to one of our really good friends that really bummed all of us out. So you want to fill us in on exactly what that was yesterday. Which which part? What are you talking about? I'm talking about the fact that you actually took time out of your schedule to message me the following Facebook post. And when you did, uh, you uh, uh, I know it with... Talk- oh, man. Raph, this is not good. Jared Dopp, who is a emerging brown belt in the sense of he was so good at purple and he's been so good. He was at ADCC as a purple belt. He's a phenomenal grappler. I just saw that our good friend, Rafael Lovato jr. Who had a lot of emotional stake and we haven't talked about shanji and Lucas Lace yet, but there was a very questionable call and you know, it's a questionable call because Rafael Lovato jr. Who's arguably one of the best grapplers ever. Uh, phenomenal jiu practitioner Was So pissed Apparently Jared Dopp's Opponent's foot got stuck in his gi And he was called for a heel hook Now I don't know much About Jared Dopp's game I know that he knows Heel hooks are illegal in the gi In jam I know he knows that Because he's won at various levels Do you have any more insight since you were on... Since you made it? Like, since you were there? Uh, Because this seems to me like a devastating thing. Yes, and... um, I don't really know where you go from here, because, you know, Lovato, he's in a weird place. He's not competing this year. He was saying for, I think, the first time in, let's say, a decade, because it's been going on for 20 years, and he's been to all of them. I think he was saying it's the second time he hasn't competed so for Lovato, this runs deep. You know, it's it's not and good. And Lovato's still from some injuries and, you know, sort of starting he's, the MMA side. So he's, he's got some things going But he's also getting ready yeah. for ADCC, and he's he's excited. But he's being a good coach here today. And then all of a sudden, you see a very visible and angry Rafael Lovato Jr. <laughs> and he's a tall guy, so it's not like he can hide it <laughs> well. like, I don't want him be, that's like I don't want him pissed at me. That's for yeah. sure. You I know, that was a so tough that, moment. Uh, <laughs> It made it so that I was like, I'm nervous to go around our friend. He is, I know he would not treat me badly, but I also feel bad for his situation and his student because it sucks. So we did what we would always do on this show, which is we will show our solidarity via meme. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, I sent it to Kevin yesterday. That was a great meme. And I said, Kev, I hope he likes this. I don't know where it's going to fall. But the meme we did, and it's a great intense photo of of Raphael looking out, and it's of him. And the caption was, because he has a great podcast called Save Jiu-Jitsu Podcast, uh, it's definitely, we put it, it says, uh, that look when you know exactly what you're going to talk about on your next podcast. (laughs) And I just hoped, as we put it out into the internet, Raphael would enjoy it. This morning, I wake up to see, he's retweeted it several times, and I was like, (laughs) thank God. You know that's me. what went through his mind, too. He was yeah. like, oh, I'm fucking talking about this. Like, <laughs> I'm so pissed. My brown belts do not heel hook people. <laughs> <Like that's... laughs> well, I guess you do probably get that, that insulting. Like, how dare you? My brown belts know better, he, you dicks. He knows the fucking rules. Like, what are you talking about? This think... isn't is O okay? Gee. Like, he knows the rules. Yeah. But I felt so bad that, like, I saw Raphael a little bit later today. And again, in that tragically comic, amazing way, when I'm hanging around him in the the same area, I'm not even next to him. It's just, hey, Raphael. And I turn around and I'm like, oh, fuck, again? Every fucking time I'm around that guy. (laughs) Somebody (laughs) yells out Raphael and I inherently turn around as if I'm important in this activity. First of all... It, it, I mean, in the same vein, someone did yell at you when they were like, hey, you need jujitsu grips. So you need the jits grips. So it does happen. Like people do yell at you. And it is your name. Yes, it is my name. And we share that. I've never nice out around Kevin Costner, mm-hmm. but I'm sure it would happen a lot. People sure. would be like asking for me, and he would turn around, and that's embarrassing. So yeah, anyway, we, we send our best to Raphael. Um, I didn't even bother to uh, to really go over and be like, "Hey, dude, how's it going?" Because yikes! Uh, but we well, wish him well, and I'm glad he out. enjoyed. You know, if he's gonna be. Uh, he was obviously he's intense. He's intense about coaching. He's intense about all. So well, it's a fucked up situation. So what do you do? So anyway, <laughs> I'm glad he enjoyed the meme. I hope we we contributed in our small part. As of right now, it has a good number of people who have enjoyed it. So that's a great, man. Yeah, and Jared will be back. I have a feeling. If I had to guess, I think we'll see him again. I'm pretty good well, at Jitsu. So. Jared's a big oh, boy, and uh, I think one thing you don't ever want to do is uh, make a guy like him that big mad. So good luck, everybody. Yeah, Anna uh, submission. Oh, our other friend, James Popolo. Had a, I mean, fought amazing and ran into the buzzsaw of Yuri Smose, who was, yeah, Yuri. Frankly, I think James can take a little uh, a little comfort in, like, I think he wore Yuri down a little bit. And, like, you can see that in Yuri's next fight. Just... Yeah. Yeah. It was tough to fight a guy like that first. But, uh, yeah, anyway, so we had that. We had our good friend Isaac Doderline, who apparently had a pretty interesting call of his own come up. So we wish him the well and the best. He's still one of the... Premier grapplers out there. Uh, so, big ups to him. We also want to say a little bit about Shanji because, damn. Oh, man! What the F? That's his seventh title. Yes. That's insane. He. So, Lucas Lage, and I, I'm a big Lucas Lage fan. Lucas Lage sweep and his deep half guard stuff and the way he works in that half guard is something I, I model my game after every day. Won some very close decisions. Like, uh, he was really on a roll with the refs being like, yeah, sure, he won. Uh, Shanji gave him all he could handle. There was four of the best sweeps I've seen in a match in that match. And Leitch takes, nearly takes Shanji's back at the end of the match. Like, Shanji has to literally hold him off for the last 40 seconds, grabbing his foot to keep it from getting that hook in. So phenomenal last uh, last fight for those two after a good day. And, you know, congrats to Shanji. That's amazing. I think the, the nice <laughs> part about it is when you see uh, yesterday, when I saw Shanji uh, closing out part of the day, I'm watching him, and he gets mount. And when you watch him get mount, if you don't believe the Haleo choke is coming, otherwise known as his version of the cross-collar, I yeah. feel... You don't have much time left on this earth, and you may not. No, no. Yeah, you should be, you should, you, yeah, we were talking during that match. We were back and forth, it was just like, oh, dude, you had to know that was coming, right? Like, you, and, uh, I mean, I'm sure he did. It's just probably a little harder to stop in the moment, if I had to guess, but. I'm not going to say I have the answer to it. I, I mean, just, you and I would never get caught in that joke with Shanji. Are you kidding? Like, come on. As, as we just uh, said that, <laughs> even though this has not come out live, it's not a live podcast, uh, I just got a text from Shanji that says, Death. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, to both of you. So I could hear him like being like, I'm going to catch a flight to Hawaii and cross choke Kevin for no reason at all. But
1: I like that be. he would
0: go get you. Uh, even though he's in my vicinity right now. But yeah, clearly go get Kevin first, Shanji. He should be first exactly on your point. list. I mean, guys, I, I thought Worlds was a lot of fun this year. I would agree. There are some still weird refereeing things that are going to happen. What do you think it's going to take for this? Because this is what I started thinking about. Just as important as I'm announcing I'm going to be taking place in Worlds, especially if you're Shanji and you do it like a week before and you're just like, hey, everybody, I'm doing it. What? I'm okay, fighting. bye. <laughs> um, Fine. But everybody else, there seemed to be a consistent note between, like, say, your Lovato, your Galvo, who says, Hey guys, I'm not competing. And it kind of bums you out because there's still some top tier talent who don't do this to competition because they don't get paid for it. So, what do you think this is making the world become? Because it's still the most prestigious of all of them. But I feel in certain ways it's becoming increasingly more stiff and there seems to be more resistance to it each year i would say without question the hand is being forced on the evolution um because even this one like as much as there were really great peaks and there were keenan and leandro now that i've seen it um mckinsey dern and Michelle Nicolini, like, obviously there were amazing fights. Yeah, there is going to be that heavy cloud that kind of lays over it. And we're all watching because of the people that are fighting. But as more comes up, I do think they're going to have to get some more. It's not even about the rules because we get it. Yeah, you have to have some sort of semblance of scoring because not everything's going to end in a submission. It's just not. But in this particular sense, there was just no consistency. And some of the things that didn't make sense, like, stopping them every five seconds or touchies is <laughs> like, like if i if they call it that i'm back in can please do use free the free official free term time. kevin i get <laughs> insulted every time you don't use it <laughs> that would be like i would genuinely if it popped up on the broadcast <laughs> it was just like touchies. Ooh, nope. The ref has initiated touchies, as we all know. He just whispered into his mic, too, because you know they're mic'd up now. You saw, like, they were doing some things, and they're trying. Like, they do, and oh, I'll give yeah, them this. They, they were mic'd up. They were, they, were replaying. they were doing the NFL thing. They were like, yeah, we're going to instant replay that. But it still didn't work. <laughs> I wanted to tell you this, though, because it made me laugh so hard, which was when he did There was Okay, so I think it was the the Meow and uh, Malfacene match. And I think he was waiting to get word. And you see him looking to go over the replay. And it was the one time where Wendy, they were about to make a referee's decision. And then they stop and then they go to check and see what it means. And everybody starts booing. Like, people booed the replay, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. Like, guys, I need to go check this out. Boo. Mm. So <laughs> interesting. <laughs> So that's – I think they just need to work – they really have got to get some sort of consistency in this. And job one, can we please stop stopping them because they're near the yellow? For fuck's sake. You cannot regrip them. That's just not the way it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like every year I hear top-tier talent not competing in it and not having to explain why. And you just take a guess because you go, uh-oh. Yeah, I think I know why they're not doing it. And yeah. I just feel like you're going to see a continued movement by people who have done worlds a few times saying, you know what? I'll wait for the one that's going to pay me. And I don't know that they're wrong. And that's the other part. You're seeing a, a, a larger emergence of that between, um, you know, the Eddie Bravo Invitational Metamoris, between the Polaris Pro, right. even between what Five Grappling is now trying I to I don't even think you doing. saw this. But Eddie Bravo announced that they're going to do EBI four. Did you see this? Uh. Uh-uh. It's going to take place in August, and I was reading this as I was at Worlds, and well done EBI. But I was reading this yeah. whole a match was going on at <laughs> like, Worlds. Hear I mean, you, journalist. You're like nice. Well, because you think about it, and you're like, well, I guess I'm looking for a lot of jiu-jitsu content. Let's see what. Oh, fuck turns out you can get $5,000 per submission at the next EBI with as much as thirty grand for the winner if you get submissions within regulation. Now, you take that consideration, which is miles ahead of where we even were for EBI 3, which was giving out that same percentage of, hey, yeah, if you get something in submission, submission in this time frame, we're going to give you more money, so we're going to give you that incentive. So now it makes you think, oh shit. You know, if I'm an athlete, do I really need to do worlds? Yeah. I think we're always gonna have that young, hungry crop. But they better like they're gonna have to figure some shit out because their most noteworthy their most noteworthy athlete had a shitty decision. Like that's just kinda what happens. So they're gonna have to figure that stuff out in some way. Uh Worlds, though, by and large, is going to have that air of, like, you know, the refereeing is always going to be one of those things, consistency. Talk to us about the – do you have any final notes or are you good to start transitioning to the seminar? Because I want to hear a little bit more about yeah, the – what you were doing. Uh, well, uh, OK. Um, not much more about Worlds. Uh, I want to thank – uh, everybody who I saw there, I mean, there's too many people to name. Obviously, the good friends at JITS Grips, really good. I can't wait to find out if I can actually improve my grips. Um, I want to thank. Pretty uh, right Yeah, absolutely. And I want to thank uh, Alex Perez, uh, Gigi Gutierrez for uh, hooking it up. We had a great time watching Worlds with them yesterday. Uh, everybody from Alliance who treated me really, really nicely. That includes uh, Rom. Uh, you know, Jevons, of course It was good to see him uh, Everybody in that section Just really, really cool um, I don't know if you know Rom You were there with Jevons? Yes, I was there with John Evans <sighs> Go on yeah? No, I don't know okay. Rom He is a uh, good competitor And alright, but You may have recognized him as the guy Who got taken down at a kids Competition recently Did you see this? <laughs> I did not. All right. By the end of the podcast, I will I will definitely make sure you see it. Uh, but he was – long story short, he was refereeing a kid's match. And he was looking to kind of stop, call the action. This kid just plows into him and gets the best takedown ever. Uh, it's still so funny. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, good to see Paul Moran. It was good to see Amici. Uh, Paul was you know, there, obviously. Yeah, Paul was there for a little I'm while. We was chatted. There. Yep, Amici. It was good, so to, good. to see folks. So uh, obviously, good to see everybody, and I look forward to seeing you guys at the next time we get a awards or not an award show. Yeah, let's come together for a jiu-jitsu award show. Um, yeah it was good seeing everybody but anyway okay the seminar what do you want to know about it um i'm curious you know just tell me every move he taught in detail and uh if you could like really narrate it so that we all understand them and can apply them in our jiu-jitsu game that would be helpful go cool okay well instead of actually answering that question i'm going to answer one that i like way better which is so you know you and i are going to own a jiu-jitsu network one day right correct okay yeah so i had pitched this to our good friend ramananda uh, and I said you know what would be better than any kind of TV the type of what if there's like the people's court but for Jiu and you bring referees to uphold the decisions they've made in their lives in I am already on board Jiu Jitsu, now keep in mind Rom as described earlier is um, somebody who he's been a referee you know and he's that would be a great people sport. Bring that kid in. Mm-hmm. Be like, uh, could you tell us about the assault? Mm-hmm. And what what was it, Kevin? What what happened to Rom Now that uh, you've seen the footage, oh my gosh! And <laughs> so, Ram sent me this. Uh, as we're just this, that's what this podcast is. Ram sending me things I should have seen. It's genius. This kid, like you know, he gets choked out a little bit, and not completely because he never really loses complete consciousness and he just drills him with a single leg and rob has that moment where you can see he's like i can't powerbomb the child i have to i have to just let this guy he won't let me powerbomb this child but it's completely <laughs> yes. the right choice if this were the 1970s absolutely but this is 2015 you know it's a different world and he just takes him down and it's so funny cuz you can see rob being like uh, hey buddy <laughs> oh that's great But I would like to see them hash that out again. Yes. So anyway, in return to your question, Gary had a great seminar. Good. Out there at the L.A. Jiu-Jitsu Club. Yes, and that was the first time I have ever gotten to go there. It's uh, just open. It's a great, great place where if you are a Jiu-Jitsu practitioner or athlete and you're looking for a place to stay, it's pretty conducive to a whole bunch of places. It's spearheaded by two of our friends. Uh, It is between Joey House and Eric Medina, and uh, they're putting it together so that if you guys are ever looking for a place to stay when there's tournaments out here in California, in specifically Los Angeles, the Los Angeles Jiu-Jitsu Club, you go there, and sometimes they have cool things, like a seminar with Gary Tonin. That's a pretty cool thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Idaho Jiu-Jitsu Club probably won't have as much... No, but they'll have the potatoes. They will have that. The interesting thing is, uh, so I'll tell you one thing that Gary worked on with us because here's the thing. Gary swore us all to secrecy. So I can't tell you anything that he taught us. Okay. But I can tell you that Gary definitely was teaching uh, our good friend Alex a guillotine, and Alex was like, um, you know, he's working on it, and he's trying it out on me, and he goes, I don't know, Gary, it's just, it's not working, <laughs> and, uh, you know, Alex is, he's a really good jiu-jitsu practitioner. It's not like he's not good at using guillotines. But uh, he looks at me, and he looks at Gary, and Gary looks at me and looks at my head and goes, all right, let me get a track at this. <laughs> and Gary starts putting pressure and starts doing his Gary Tonin-ness, and uh, it's like, hmm. Raph, you've just got a stupid neck. You have a, <laughs> you have a stupid, stupid neck. And I was like, well, I'm sorry, what, Gary? You're trying to give it's me his professional shit? Diagnosis. You're trying to give me shit for... You being super bendy and unable to do certain moves to yourself? How dare you? <laughs> this is the one thing I have is just a irregular neck and head. Leave me alone. That's funny. But anyway. It was a fun fight. Yeah. It was like it happens, by the way, with Raph's weird angular neck. Yes, so it's a it's a very strange one. However, still can be done. Still can be done when your technique is right. So congratulations. Yeah. Or you just crank the shit out of it. Either way, <laughs> I just like Gary's looking at me. Like, I just like that. I'm my neck's like a pinata. The, the professional diagnosis was you have a stupid neck. I have a it's stupid so fun. neck, guys. I'm very sorry. So my thanks to Gary. It was fun to catch up with him. Uh, you know, he's he's good people, man. He's always fun to talk to and to shoot the shit with. And his seminar, as I'm sure you could imagine, quite good. So yeah, thank. You. I look forward to seeing Gary again very soon. You may see uh, the article that we did coming out with Jits coming out very soon. And, uh, you know, other thing that's kind of interesting. The Los Angeles Jiu-Jitsu Club uh, looks like they're going to have more and more people. So Gary was there, but hanging out there because it's Worlds, uh, we had Samir Chantry just chilling there. What? Yeah, he was. He stayed there for the weekend and uh, because he's here for Worlds. And, uh, you know... Here's Gary Tonin doing a seminar, and the Samir's about to take off, and he's like, bye everybody, I'm going to Worlds now. And I'm like, this is a fucking <laughs> utopia. This is amazing. It's where jiu-jitsu can happen. Yeah, no shit, Samir Chandra. Yeah. yeah. So, That's better. Very fun stuff. Raph. Yes. Carlos Condit's back. Yes, tell me more about this, because you could not stop talking about it. Well, first of all, I do want to visit New Mexico. And if you haven't seen the Carlos Condit Why You Should Visit New Mexico ad, you're the only one that's missing out. He wins via violent elbow strikes. And I say violent elbow strikes because if I just said elbow strikes, that wouldn't be enough. So I like to add the caveat of violent. And frankly, I think he's ready for a title shot. I don't know why they would do anything other than give him a title shot. Okay. You're always angling for the title shot for him. Well, I guess I just like the way he fights. Yes, uh, I'm ready for I'm ready for the second coming of Condit. He was injured, as people know, mm-hmm. coming back from the injury. I was nervous about Thiago Alves' nose, and I'm sure so is Thiago, but that was brutal. Yes. Multiple elbows? Like, come on, like that stuff broke his nose i mean what do you expect if people are just fucking attacking you like crazy there's going to be a certain point when you know elbowing the hell out of you (laughs) i'm sure that's what he said he was like oh hey carlos hey los can we just go easy (laughs) los you're so mean no your elbows are sharp you skinny little bitch (laughs) This was a not so viewed UFC fight night card, at least in the Kevin household, Uh, because (laughs) I. Your your ability to mangle the English language is quite impressive. Uh, I love that Nielsen ratings in the Kevin household were negative one until Carlos Condit showed up. Yeah, well, every, there was also seven people named Oliveira fighting on this card. Three. And only two of them won. So how would you like to be the Oliveira that didn't win? <laughs> Crushing. <laughs> um, what do you have for me on this UFC card? You were doing some tweeting, I saw. No, I was not on this one. I was uh, actually en route in between uh, Worlds and getting back home. So I, I caught bits and pieces of it as much as I could. I uh, definitely watched the Condit fight, and the first round I liked, because I liked watching it with people saying, uh, definitely a 10-9 round for, you know, Thiago Alves, who then very quickly go, "Oh, Condit's back. Yeah, he's he lives, he's, <laughs> he's still good. No, I don't know why anybody would give him, you know, not give him the first Just round. As a heads up, it was 121 total strikes to 42. Yes. That's a significant amount of, like... Yes. yes, it is uh, a little different. <laughs> so you you think Condit's back? You think he's um, back? Well, it's according on? to my very reliable sources uh, on the internet, yeah, it's back. My <laughs> like very reliable internet sources. Yeah, it helps that we know a lot of the Jackson MMA crew. Mm-hmm. So you can always like, there's a heavy influx. Whatever a Jackson's MMA guy fights our facebook feed and podcast feed blow up with with a lot of support and it's worse than it's carlos it cuz i'm also a carlos garreta nut yes i, I don't think I've mentioned. I've mentioned that on the podcast though well i think it's world uh, world known one might say oh okay. oh good i should you know you try and bring it up you mm-hmm. just don't remember what you've covered on air all, all the time Wrap. <laughs> big notes from this card do you have anything or are we kind of just i mean there's a few ufc fight nights in here and I'm not saying that it wasn't a stacked card. Mm-hmm. no, that is what I'm saying this was not a this was not a stacked card no um let's say this it's a card that happened, and Carlos Condit was on it and Dan Henderson fights next week. that's what you can it probably take away from it Fights Tim Bosch Bosch which you know the fight of the century oh my God you <laughs> If you're just adding up the years that both fighters have existed, (laughs) it's got the. uh, I was trying to come up with a creative way to angle. No, I'm pretty sure that was not going to happen, no matter your best efforts. As long as yeah, as long as we're we're all giving it a try. Ref. This has been a phenomenal week out here in Hawaii. I got one of the surf instructors, fights for one FC, going to go train with him tomorrow um, because he also trains over at Island Jiu-Jitsu. Brought my kawaii kimono, of course. And I found out Jay Greek trains at Island Jiu-Jitsu sometimes. Uh, Are you talking about John Greek? Yeah, Mm -hmm. Jonathan Greek trains at a little Island Jiu-Jitsu from time to time. Mm -hmm. So really looking forward to that. That's awesome. Plus, you know, any chance to wear the kawaii kimono is a good day. Yes, of course. <laughs> it's a great day, as a matter of fact. And I think that's going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I think so. I think it's been a good Worlds discussion for those of you who are into Worlds. Next week we'll return with a uh, UFC 188 preview. That there means there's another of Over Under Kevin. And uh, we've got some cool things lined up. I I think we're going to be talking about some really interesting shit next week. Time to retain my belt. Or, wait, get it back. Um, It's probably best if you don't try and compare what you do to winning or losing belts. Fair. I don't have any shout-outs, really. (laughs) I'm kind of just out here on the island. I guess big shout out to Vicky for sending me my license. That was really nice of her so I could get the car rented. I left my license. So I lost my license last week. Um, I don't remember. I was at a – I don't even know. I have no idea where it is. So I had to get the paper one and I left the paper in my car because I was like, well, I don't want to just carry around this piece of paper as a license. Uh, Very smart, Kevin. To not carry around your license, you idiot. So I left it and it was on its way. It was being shipped. It took like five days to get shipped. She overnighted it to me. It was very sweet. Otherwise, thanks to the Marriott, Waikiki, you know. <laughs> uh, well, I guess. Uh, room on. <laughs> That's all I, got. I guess uh, my main uh, shadow is going to be everybody I talked to earlier. Obviously, the good people uh worlds I want to go ahead and shout out Viali Martial Arts Center. Me. Mac I don't I just know had but, but I had better to pill outs whatever. That's I don't know you need to do all that. Um yeah. you know there was commitment, Kevin, real big commitment that happened last week, which was I got up at five AM I saw this photo. You were like, "This is the earliest I've ever gotten up for jujitsu." Mm-hmm. I didn't. I just had assumed you just waited until that time. Like I didn't think you had gotten up. I just thought you had, you know, stopped sitting on the couch. I will not lie. I didn't get a ton of sleep, but um, I I did go, and it was kind of nice because uh, we started. It was an open mat at 5 a.m. And five of us were crazy. And for me, it was helpful because if I don't train, I'm really not happy. So, you know, I got the ability to train a little bit and go to work. And I was totally much more manageable of a human being. But, really? You oh, yeah. it, like sparks day? Oh, definitely. I was way nicer to people. It didn't take me as long. I'm not a morning person. So it didn't take me as long to, like, be able to look at another human in the face and not punch them. So, I mean, it was very pleasant. But yeah. um, the very beginning, so it's 5 a.m., At 5.05, we start rolling, and the very first roll I have, they go, oh, hey, Raph, let's kind of flow roll just to kind of, you know, warm up. And I was like, oh, cool. And I'm glad we did that because had I been rolling for the first time while still waking up at 5 a.m., I think I would (laughs) have been either put to sleep via choke or just from tired. (laughs) they come over and you're like doing that snore thing, and it's like, did he not tap? It's like, oh, I, there was no submission. He just fell asleep. Oh, he was. Oh, oh, he nice. actually passed my guard, and he was just like napsies. <laughs> he was. Yeah, he was. He was making the advance, and that, that's so, uh, thankfully. But anyway, good um, you, uh, take down. <laughs> all, all the Whatever ref there was around me, I made sure to just take them down. <laughs> yeah, somehow you just storm in, knock down Rom. <laughs> you know what? Next time I roll, and I'm anywhere in the vicinity near Rom, and he's rolling near me, I'm just gonna like tell my training partner, like, "Hey, can we can we kind of get near him?" real quick, because uh, I'm just going to try and take him down and see if he has PTSD. <laughs> yeah, or do one of those things where you, like, play coy. Like, pretend, <laughs> like, you got. it's like, no, Rob, come over! Come over! <laughs> just take him <a> in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was fun. I want to thank Kyle for putting that together. Uh, Casey, God, Jose, uh, our good friend uh, John DeVera. It was it was good times, man. And I, like I said, I was a much happier human being. I want to thank everybody over at Breakdown Academy, obviously Jevons, for being so good and awesome and cool. I'm just saying words now to make Kevin more jealous of them. Yeah, and good looking and blonde. Mm-hmm. I was pretty sure there was a, a moment this week where John clearly didn't hear something because he was too good looking. (laughs) (laughs) Happens a lot in the Jevons bubble. I was pretty sure he was just like, wait, what? And they go, you didn't hear that. he's like, no, (laughs) I just go, John, I think you need to get yourself checked out. I think you're coming down with a case of too good looking. So (laughs) you need to fix that. But I think my yeah. friends, that'll do it for me. And, uh, Kevin, go enjoy the rest of your Hawaii trip now. That's going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and touchies. Touchies. <laughs> I can't tell if this is the greatest contribution we've given to jiu or the worst. Def- I'm sure people will let us know. You know how shy they are on the internet. <laughs>